Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Brian. And this is the Happy Harvest Horror Show. Yay, we're back. We're back. We're back. It's been like it's been like a week and a half, almost two weeks maybe, since we recorded. Yeah, we took a break right after the Halloween season, even though Halloween season is all of the seasons is Halloween season. But every season. If we had to go by a calendar, yes. Halloween happened and we are now <laughs> on the other side of it. <laughs> building up to the 2021 Halloween. (laughs) So here we go. It starts now. We have to do what society dictates and admit that Halloween is on October 31st. Then yes. (laughs) I guess. A lot has happened, though, since we last recorded. Oh, yeah. First and most most importantly, my birthday was yesterday. So (laughs) happy (laughs) birthday. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> it was belated. It was yesterday. But from the pictures, it looked very fun. Yeah. Saw some art, you know. What more can you ask for? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it was a nice day. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a little Scorpio baby. Also, slightly less important, the presidential election. <laughs> slightly less important. <laughs> Just slightly. Just a tad. Uh, luckily, it came out uh, the way that I wanted to. It came out. It came out. A okay. Pretty safe to say that I didn't want the other fucking guy. So, um. (laughs) yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess we haven't gotten super political on this podcast, but like, we're also not gonna shy away from where we stand, and uh, we're both very happy that Trump got fired. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll make that explicitly clear. Fuck that guy. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's that's where we are with that. Yeah, I was waiting for you to ask how spooky was your week because that's how spooky it was. Was just going through that news process of that that whole ordeal. We basically, I was with some friends on election night, and my whole approach to that from like the beginning of the day, just because like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm so nervous," and like I'm so anxious, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna straight up force the vibe until mm-hmm. I feel good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And dude, I'm not joking. It fucking worked. Like election night ended up being so fun. Like we knew we weren't going to have an answer that night anyways. And so mm-hmm. it was just like, we're just going to keep the energy high. And it worked. It worked out pretty well. So like, well, thanks for the vibes. You did it. <laughs> I just mean in terms of like, I brought this up like while I was hanging out with my friends. Like I used to love election night. I used to love election night parties. There's been several elections where I just, it was super fun. And then it became not fun for good reason. And so it just felt better to just in like have fun and enjoy the people around me instead mm-hmm. of saying glued to CNN, you know? Sure. And then ultimately it just helped the anxiety, right? The anxiety that like so many people had and for good reason. And then things worked out um, exactly as we wanted them to. So, <laughs> so it ended sure up being did. an okay week. 
all in all. Well, I'm I'm happy you had that experience. I had the polar opposite experience. <laughs> where I, I know a lot of people did. I, I, I believe me. I like I talked to a lot of people that uh, didn't was, have that experience. It was ill advised, and I knew that going in. But I still I stayed up that first night, and I watched. <laughs> And, I, and I, did it. I went to bed and I was like, you're right. We're not going to know tonight. Just going to go to bed. <laughs> and then I woke up at 3 a.m. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just do a quick check. And then I went to a dark place. Because, Terrible idea. Yeah, I have bad. multiple friends that did that exact same thing that woke up in the middle of the night and then yep. just like stayed up all night, like watching results. It was looking real bleak that night because of that <laughs> uh, quote unquote red mirage in hindsight is what was happening. Yeah, it was dark. And then as the week progressed, it was getting a little bit better. And then by Thursday, it was like, this looks pretty fucking good. <laughs> hey, you know what? This looks all right. <laughs> it was almost like it was like watching like a like a sporting event just like watching my phone and refreshing refreshing i'm like oh shit we're getting close in georgia again it was wild american presidential elections very much reflect american love of sports like they're mm-hmm. they're very similar energies and they're very like for better or for worse like I'm, I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing but we treat our presidential elections like like the super bowl like that's how we handle them yeah. here in the United States and like it's a weird thing like it's it's weird <laughs> and all the all the TV coverage is like their their profile pictures looking at each other like they're going to war against each other yes, you know like yes. Monday night football where's the country going to go someone should overlay the Monday night football song on like but i mean ultimately you know when it finally got called which was what last friday when yeah it was last friday when i got called and and it was good news and it was a good day it was a good day it was saturday it was saturday it was saturday you're right saturday i found out it was the first i stopped looking at my phone for the first time in like you know, five days. For and the second I put it down, I was eating a bagel. I was eating a bagel, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Walls then goes, "It was cold. It was cold." And it's like that's what I get for not looking. You know, <laughs> they were waiting for you to they not be looking, waiting. Ryan. <laughs> I really wished I was in New York when that happened because oh, yeah, getting yeah. seeing my friends and old neighbors post videos of, of, of my neighborhood and it would have been really great to share that because i have vivid memories of 2016 in new york city oh and, yeah i actually have a really i know we are eight minutes in and nothing's really spooky we're talking about politics but <laughs> i remember in 2016 when that election happened the whole day the next day was raining and I was on the train. Everyone was crying. It was mm-hmm. it was raining, overcast. It was the saddest, gloomy day. I've never seen the city so sad. And then I was uh, I had a catering gig because I was a caterer at that time. It was for a investment banking poker night. And so I spent this whole day in the city. Everyone was so miserable. And then I worked this event that night where I, it's a hundred stories up in this building downtown, and it's all red hats, smoking cigars, people cheering. So it's like these one hundred rich people are the only happy people that I saw the entire day in New York city that was raining and crying. It was just such a, like a, wow, 
this is a, a an experience. <laughs> you know, this is a perspective that I got that I got to see both sides in the city. Yeah, it it was really it was really cool to just see the celebrations and see people react. I actually got on a train on Saturday, Saturday morning, right after it had been called. And so I was like on a train while all the celebrations were going on. But we went through this town in California uh, called Truckee, which is like kind of a cute gold rush type uh, tourist town. Cool. And the train was going through and it was snowing. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of people kind of outside of this like main building with Biden signs and stuff. And there's people dancing with hula hoops in the snow for Biden. And I was like, this is nice. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. This makes me feel good inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So yeah, I guess in, in the spirit of all the, all the feelings that have come along with the presidential election (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the spirit of everything, the tension, the anxiety, you know, the ultimate celebration, all of it. We wanted to do something kind of in that spirit for today's episode. And uh, the best we came up with was uh, haunted presidents. (laughs) Haunted presidents. This should be fun. (laughs) I'm actually very excited. There's a A lot of ghost contact with presidents over the years. A lot of encounters that presidents have had, U.S. presidents have had with like ghosts and and paranormal phenomenon, but also a lot of encounters with ghost presidents, as in presidents who died and became ghosts. So we have kind of like a multi-layer thing going on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like being a president who is haunted and then also being a president who is a ghost, I think, is <laughs> is the theme of today's episode. <laughs> this week. So we hope you enjoy. It felt right. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you have, Brian. Yeah. The first place we can kind of just jump off of, and, and I'm sure you probably have plenty to say about this too, turns out. The White House is just overrun with ghosts. Oh, like, yeah. Just just overrun with them. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's it, from my reading and multiple sources have my sources report that this is <laughs> one of the most haunted buildings in the U.S. Yeah. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got an interesting history, but it, it uh, so many, so many sightings, so many ghost occurrences. I kind of want to start with this direct quote from Harry S. Truman. Oh, yes. In reference to the White House. The damned place is haunted. Sure is shooting. Sure is shooting. <laughs> you heard it here first. Sure is shooting. <laughs> Pack it up, boys. That's it. It's haunted. It's haunted. So yeah, do you have, I mean, I have plenty of, of different stories here, but do you have anything specifically on the White House you'd like to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I do. I did find on the, the White House Historical Association, the actual website, there are uh, White House ghost stories and ghost lore in sightings. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think it's a good place to start because I feel like this is a pretty reliable source was uh, Jeremiah Jerry Smith. He started working at the White House during the Ulysses S. Grant administration as a footman and served as a footman and a butler and a cook and a doorman and an official duster until his, his retirement 35 years later. So he he was there for quite a while and he loved to tell stories and reports could always count on Smith 
they could always count on Smith on a slow lose day to have some sort of pre- like story that he came. And these mm-hmm. would often include ghost stories because he claimed to have seen the ghosts of Lincoln, of Grant, of McKinley, and several first ladies. He's also attributed with saying that as soon as the remodeling happened <laughs> during this time, that all the ghosts uh, left. <laughs> They're gone. They're like, no, but, thank you. <laughs> no. And it was such a funny way that he said it because it was like, ghosts don't like new places. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but it's essentially, uh, here it is. It was from a 1903 Washington Post story. The article was t- called White House Ghost. Changes in mansion have driven them away. <laughs> and <laughs> In the article, a longtime White House servant lamented how renovations had cleared the mansion of the spirits that kept him company on lonely nights. He described them as gliding up public stairways and down private ones. Quote, it's the truth, the gospel truth, said Jerry Smith, who is described as spending a quarter of a century at the White House. Quote, times are not what they used to be at the house. Ever since I first went to the White House, I have seen the spirits of Mr. Lincoln and other presidents as they died. But you know that they don't like new places. And I have never seen the ghost of Mr. Lincoln or General Grant since. So there you go. That reminds me of a throwback to our our ghost hunting episode where we talked briefly about how you have to like walk through a haunted house. Like it's important to have like the floor plan as it was Mm -hmm. like when, when the people were alive and like, that's like why ghosts walk through walls is because they're like walking according to the original floor plan. Old paths. Yeah. Yeah. The paths are gone. Well, they got nothing to walk, I guess. They got nothing. They don't know. They don't know where they are anymore. They're like, what happened here? (laughs) He he brings up Lincoln, and we'll talk about it, but Lincoln seems to be a pretty oh. uh, repeat offender of uh, haunting. <laughs> okay, okay. I just straight up, what a spooky guy. Like, Abraham Lincoln, easily our, our spookiest president. Very <laughs> spooky. I mean, while alive, too. Uh, yes, exactly. stories that I found I did not realize. Um, so in all, all these stories, he comes up a lot. Yeah, Lincoln, just while alive, very spooky man, lots of connections to the paranormal and and things mm-hmm. of that nature also in the afterlife a lot of people a lot of people out here seeing lincoln's ghost so i i would definitely give him the award of just spookiest president. spookiest president yeah yeah abraham lincoln <laughs> happy harvest horror show spookiest president award goes to Abraham Lincoln. Congratulations, Abraham Lincoln. You've done it. Congrats. It was hotly contested. It's also interesting, too, because Abe Lincoln, obviously, you know, he was president in the 1860s. So spiritualism was on the up and up at this time. It's hot. It's very hot. You have a lot of connections between Abraham Lincoln and spiritualism. Even Mary Todd Lincoln used to have seances occasionally as a means of communicating with her sons who had passed Mm -hmm. so they only had one son that lived to adulthood um they lost three sons is that right i think two two maybe i'm right maybe three total i could i I, two or three (laughs) two or three (laughs) (laughs) give or take a son they lost (laughs) that's awful <laughs> but yes, she would hold seances and she was very she definitely subscribed to the spiritualist movement. There was also spirit like seances that happened in the White House during the, their time yes. there. Although Lincoln, ever the skeptic, only 
reportedly attended two of them Mm -hmm. because he was uh, not quite sold on it. But he did say that he saw his past son, Willie, numerous times. Yes. And Willie died likely of typhoid fever Mm -hmm. in the White House at age 11. Mm -hmm. And yeah, apparently Abe was visited by him on on a few occasions. So, you know, uh, yeah, Abe seems to kind of be like toeing the line. There's multiple stories of Abraham Lincoln kind of having weird paranormal experiences. Like we talked about it on the Doppelgangers episode too. There's the tale of him seeing his his doppelganger, essentially Mm -hmm. seeing himself in a mirror and like like a double of himself one was clear and healthy and one was pale and sickly right that was yep and uh mary todd believed that it was an omen that he wasn't going to live to his second term Mm -hmm. yep that the clear image was his first term um, and then the pale image was that proof that he would live for the second term but or that he would get a second term but he would not survive it which did happen so i guess she was was right so just to just to clarify that that's what happened so just the history board <laughs> he did not report, make it through his second term um, that yeah yeah he did not in fact make it through his second term so spooky spooky ooky stuff right there um and then yeah also he claims to have received visits from his son and then there's also the tale that he possibly predicted his own death or that he saw it right not his yeah death. He, he had saw, a like, dream the aftermath yeah yeah he had a dream and this is this is an interesting story because it's kind of like hearsay like some people say that the source is not super uh reliable it was lincoln's former law partner friend and sometimes bodyguard told the story mm-hmm. about Abraham Lincoln's premonition of his own death and according to this story it was it happened just a couple of days before his assassination which occurred on April 14th 1865 uh, Lincoln shared a dream with a small group of people that included Mary Todd Lincoln and then his his friend his law partner uh Ward Hill Lamont that's a fake name <laughs> That's not real. (laughs) Already suspect, but let's keep going. According to the story, this dream that Lincoln shared with a small group of people in this dream, he walked into the East Room of the White House to find a covered corpse guarded by soldiers and surrounded by a crowd of mourners. And when Lincoln asked one of the soldiers who had died, the soldier replied, the president, he was killed by an assassin. It's very specific. Very specific. But what's also interesting is that apparently in telling the story, Lincoln didn't read it as his own death. Like he didn't read it as him being the president and him being assassinated. What's he even see? Yeah. It, it spookier about that story too, is that I think you mentioned that, that his face was covered. The body that was laying down is like this. The president's been killed by assassin. The face was covered. So we never saw the face and we know mm-hmm. now in hindsight, more accurately why the face would, would, would have been covered. So it's just spooky. Yeah. Spooky. That's, that's like a good ghost story. Yeah. It's spooky. It's spooky stuff odd all around i i think abraham lincoln aka our spookiest president had mm-hmm. some connections with you know he was he was reaching in and out of the veil mm-hmm. we'll say he had some kind of a connection to the other realms the spookier realms but also so those are just some of the things that happened in his life that were 
were spooky in some of his own encounters. But then, yeah, a lot of people have just seen the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Widely reported ghost in the White House. Uh, one of my favorites, this is probably my favorite Abraham Lincoln sighting, was Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was staying in, I think, in the Lincoln bedroom. And in the middle of the night, she heard a knock at her bedroom door. And when she answered it, there, there's old Abe standing there, top hat and all, just right there at the door. What a spooky thing to do. Come on, Abe. <laughs> and, and, then he just, and then he just disappeared into the wind. That's even spookier. Jeez, dude. <laughs> and I, I like that story because I feel like it's very rare that you hear a ghost story where it was, it was just a perfect specter of the person. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, that's Abraham Lincoln, you know? <laughs> like, that's, this is clearly Abraham yeah. Lincoln. He is, he is a very identifiable character, though. You know what I mean? That, like, yes, yes. I think of all the ghosts that would show up at the door, he's on the short list of going, oh, I know exactly who you are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the, the top hat is a, is a big, big clue. You know, he had the beard. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was pretty identifiable. But yeah, so, so that happened. Also, there's a really good tale. Winston Churchill claimed to be visited by Abraham Lincoln while staying in the White House. Mm-hmm. And uh, his story is pretty entertaining. He he uh, had just gotten out of the tub. He had just gotten out of the bath. And I, I think I think he was like lighting up a cigar or something. That sounds like him. Yeah. <laughs> and Abraham course, Lincoln, yeah. Abraham Lincoln was just like sitting in a chair in his room. Jeez, what a spooky guy, man. <laughs> Right? Just can you there. imagine? Ugh. Can you imagine getting out of the tub? And not only is there <laughs> not only is there a ghost in like sitting in a chair in your room, but it's fucking Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> like, <laughs> Abe, come on, man. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, part of me, part of me feels like Abe just likes to like the ghost of Abe just likes to fuck with people a little bit. These are kind of funny sightings. He had know? a sense of humor in life. He did yeah. too. So I could see him doing that in, in, in death too. Yeah. And then also uh, one other thing that I, I found about the ghost of Lincoln or the spirit of Lincoln, apparently Ronald Reagan's dog would never go in the Lincoln bedroom and he'd go everywhere else. But the dog refused to go into the bedroom and i'm definitely one of those people that thinks that like animals can like navigate different realms yeah so so yeah apparently that reagan's pup was spooked by the lincoln bedroom and rightfully so like i mean people had some really weird weird experiences in that bedroom (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of stories about people specifically that room or the yellow oval room Mm mm-hmm he likes to uh, he likes to be spooky to people. <laughs> Jesus, dude, come on! Uh, and his son too, Willie Lincoln. And it wasn't just uh, Lincoln that saw it. There were staff members in the Grant administration in the 1870s that also saw Little Willie Lincoln. So Little Willie Lincoln and Mary Todd brought about all the spiritualism and the, the seances. There was just a spooky family, you know. Right. Fun fact: a super close friend of mine is distantly related to Mary Todd Lincoln. Really? Yeah. Oh. Ain't that something? Ain't that something else? <laughs> Ain't that something? That's awesome. uh, was it six six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, should we take a quick break and then come back and... More go- president ghost stories? Yeah, talk about more ghostly presidents and president ghosts and ghosts of presidents and the 
and the and the uh, 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 yeah, you got it. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. We've returned. Hello. So we were just talking about um, spooky presidents, and we were spending a lot of time on Lincoln for good reason, because he was a spooky guy, and he's <laughs> a spooky guy after life, too. So he's <laughs> he continues to be spooky. And just a note that there's a belief that he keeps coming back uh, at times when he feels the country needs strong leadership and so he shows up that is if the, that isn't an american ghost story i don't an american know ghost story <laughs> that um, is like wow wow well maybe it's true maybe it's not i don't know i don't know either i don't know either we do know that after he was assassinated there was a number of conspirators that were caught charged and hanged and one of them was mary surratt who was convicted of playing a role in lincoln's assassination and later hanged and there is a story of her daughter, Anna Surratt. It's told to be heard that she would be banging on the doors of the White House, pleading to see President Andrew Johnson in attempts to pardon her mother for the Lincoln assassination. So that's a pretty scary story of just hearing yeah. banging at the door, pleading to forgive her mother. So in the that not just the Lincoln, but there are peripheral Lincoln ghost stories. And that mm-hmm. is that is one of them. Very nice. And there's, I mean, there's other, there's... Jackson. Jackson, mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson, I feel like, was another repeatedly mentioned one. He's supposedly found lying in his bed in the Queen's bedroom, the Rose Room, also known, and lets out a guttural laugh that has been heard in the White House since the 1860s. Mary Todd Lincoln claimed to have heard Jackson stomping and swearing. Whereas Lincoln's just walking around with his hat, we got Andrew Jackson uh, laughing away and swearing and... <laughs> Just causing a ruckus, pretty much. <laughs> I think, what would be scarier? Would, would it be just walking out and seeing a person standing there, or just like a salty sailor, just like stomping <laughs> around? I feel like one, I would be spooked, and the other one, I'd be kind of annoyed. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I feel like the latter would freak me out at first, especially the laughing. Like, hearing a laugh. Yeah, laughing, like, that's not chill. That's not chill. That's creepy. But then I feel like, yeah, if it got to a point of like, oh, he's like yelling and swearing up a storm. Like at that point, I think it would be funny. Like at that point, I'd be like, this is just ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) This has just gone too far. (laughs) But yeah, some believe that the Rose Room, which was Jackson's bedroom, is Mm -hmm. is another one of the most haunted rooms in the White House. Mm, And not the Lincoln bedroom? Uh, In addition to the Lincoln bedroom, the Rose Room, as well as the Lincoln bedroom. what we're saying. The White House is the most haunted place. There's multiple most haunted rooms. (laughs) Sure is shooting. Sure Sure is shooting. Sure is shooting. There's a contest of which room is most haunted you know that's (laughs) that there's a bona fide haunted house if i ever heard it i also heard and so this i i didn't find too much detail on but the ghost of thomas jefferson has been heard playing the violin Mm -hmm. and my question my question Mm -hmm. if you hear a ghost playing a violin yeah 
how do you know that that's Thomas Jefferson? (laughs) (laughs) Only Jefferson knew this song. (laughs) The sheet music has been lost to the ages. There might be details that I'm just missing that that we're not, (laughs) that I'm not privy to, but I'm like, why is it Thomas Jefferson Mm, playing the violin? Oh, man. Maybe did he know, did he famously know the violin and would play it then? Maybe. 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 Yeah, but I doubt he's the only person to spend time in the White House and knew how to play violin. Like that's true, but maybe he's the only president that knew how to play the violin. That could be it. That could be it. Maybe I don't know. If you got some violin president trivia that we're (laughs) unaware of, shoot us an email to happyhourresource at gmail dot com because we are stumped. How many U.S. presidents played violin? We need to know. This is for strictly ghost research because we have to narrow this list down of who it could have been. Yep. Strictly ghost hunting purposes. That's another thing I'm intrigued by. Have any of our have any of our ghost hunting shows gained access to the White House? I really doubt that ghost adventures would have been welcomed into the White House, but I don't know. I, I can't I I can't I say that just in a snarky way, but I, I don't think so. I feel like that's like a missed opportunity. I feel like that'd be so dope to get. That would have been cool. Yeah. The height of like the ghost hunters craze. I just found on the travel channel website, there's a blog about ghostly tales and spirited stories from the white house. And this seems like this for kind of a far expose on the white house, but does not look like they gained access. That's, that's what I found from just a quick Google. Let ghost hunters into the white house. 2021. Let them in. <laughs> Let them in. Let them in, you cowards. Come on. What are you hiding? Oh, just another little anecdote from the white house. Jenna Bush, uh, one of the daughters of, of George W mm. told a story on the today show actually, Ooh. where apparently when, you know, she was living there in the early two thousands, her phone rang in the middle of the night and woke her and her sister up and uh, in their bedroom, they had a, a fireplace and she woke up in the middle of the night and then her and her sister were bo- both up and they both heard old timey piano music coming from the fireplace in their bedroom. From the fireplace? From the fireplace. That's not normal. No, right? That doesn't check out. Apparently, Jenna Bush then mentioned it to someone who works in the White House. I don't remember his name, but she brought it up to him and she's like, oh, we heard this thing. And and he's been working in the White House for a very long time. Uh And his response was like, oh, you don't even know the things I've heard. (laughs) You don't even. That is chump change. (laughs) So, yeah, spooky old timey piano. In the White House. It, from the fireplace. Wow. And this just happened. Yeah, this was early 2000s. So this is a pretty. I love that. I love hearing it, uh, a more contemporary story because we get, all, we get a lot of these stories from the 1800s and it's, I, I love them. I feel like all ghosts so are Victorian 1800 ghosts. So I want, yeah, I want, a, I want a little bit more. Yeah, I want uh, some current stuff. I want to know that it's still going on and baby Bush. She did it. Dude, that's something we should actually do a full episode where we like dive into that because we talked about that in one of our recent episodes of Art History Babes mm-hmm. on death portraiture. We go on for like all, a minute about why, why the fuck? Why are all ghosts like Victorian era? Like, why is this a, such a thing? And it's such a good question. Like, yeah. I yeah. really want to dig into this. Like, why? 
why are all ghosts from the same time period? People die all the time. Shouldn't there be ghosts from like last year? But like we only hear about stories of ghosts of like, yeah, people who died like hundreds of years ago. You know, it's wild. It was a spooky time. Um, and there are a bunch of spooky people, and that's what I got. They just didn't want to leave this earthly plane for some reason. For something, yeah, I guess. For something, I don't know. But I think we should investigate that further at a later time. Yeah, well, I, I you know, spiritualism was huge then, so ghost stories were huge then. And so we look mm-hmm. back at, like, old ghost stories. They're all, obviously, all Victorian. So, And that's how urban legends and ghost stories grow, is that game of telephone of life. Is <laughs> It just passed oh, along, and... And so the legends that have, have gone through the test of time and that have survived that are great are all from this time because they've been, it's been a few hundred years. So that's my, that's my hypothesis. But that also doesn't answer for people who have like firsthand ghost encounters. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, even just this story, this is a perfect example with Jenna Bush. This happened in the early 2000s. But it was fucking, it was old timey piano, right? It was old. It was like. <laughs> Listen, this piano was not, not from now. <laughs> That's how she, she said it was like old timey type music. Like, why was it old time piano? Like, why mm-hmm. is there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think that's all I had on the White House itself. Did you have any other White House stories? I have I have one more. I mean, there's just dozens and dozens of stories, you know, of little encounters and different first ladies and different servants and different presidents that have all had stories. I found this one that still is from the, the White House Historical Association on their website, that this one just like... Just the, the the verbiage used got me a little spooked. It's from 1911, and it's just a little paragraph. I'm just going to read it because I think it's the way it's worded. It's so important. It says, One little known spirit is the unidentified 15-year-old boy called the thing that greatly frightened the Taft domestic staff in 1911. President Taft's military aide, Major Archibald Butt, wrote to his sister Clara, The ghost, it seems, is a young boy about 14 or 15 years old. They say that the first knowledge one has of the presence of the thing is a slight pressure on the shoulder as if someone were leaning over your shoulder to see what you might be doing. President Taft ordered Butt to tell the White House staff that the first member to repeat stories about the thing would be fired. So Taft was not about it, but just this calling this 15-year-old ghost boy the thing, like why the thing? Yeah, (laughs) I want to know more about this thing. And (laughs) all these ghost stories on this website, this one just stuck out like, and thing is capitalized, the thing. Interesting. There's some intrigue here. So that's, that's what I got from the White House. I also found, so I came across, I I just found it today. Part of me was like, I want to order this immediately, but obviously not in, you know, enough time for this episode, but there's a book called Haunted Presidents, Ghosts in the Lives of the Chief Executives by uh, Charles A. Stansfield Jr. He, in the little blurb, readers will learn about Washington's phantom appearance at the Battle of Gettysburg, Dolly Madison's spirit in the White House Rose Garden, Andrew Jackson's encounter with the Bell Witch, Abraham Lincoln's prophetic dreams, the mischievous ghost of Franklin D. Roosevelt's dog, Fala, Richard Nixon's spiritual conferences with dead presidents and the odd demon cat that materializes prior to national disasters. Whoa. 
I'm intrigued by all of that. (laughs) I want to know all those stories. I do too. I found a blog post about Andrew Jackson and the Bell Witch. Mm. This is like not White House related, right? Like this is like separate. So how the story goes of the Bell Witch, this takes place in northern Tennessee. And the way the story goes is that a neighbor of the Bell family by the name of Kate Batts Mm -hmm. was wronged in a land deal that involved John Bell. And as she died, she swore that she would return to haunt him. And it is said that she did this. Uh, Kate, who is also known as the Bell Witch, tormented this family, the Bell family of Tennessee, for several years. This this witch, this ha- it's not even really a witch, it's like a haunting, like a, mm-hmm. a, a witch haunting, would um, apparently target John's daughter Betsy and would like pinch and slap and scratch her. Oh. And then there was some prolonged illness that they attribute to the Bell Witch. So just like some bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But where Andrew Jackson comes in is is kind of interesting. So Andrew Jackson, seventh president of the United States in 1832. And apparently he heard of the Bell Witch haunting and he decided to travel to Northern Tennessee to check it out for himself. So Andrew Jackson, regular ghost hunter. <laughs> and as the story goes he and his men neared the bell farm and one of their wagons got stuck but it it wasn't stuck in anything it appeared to be stuck by some kind of like force like they couldn't figure out how it got stuck there was no damage in the wheels they whipped the horses but they refused to budge and then the men tried to push it and it just didn't work and then Mm -hmm. (laughs) frustrated Jackson what a day (laughs) Mondays am I right (laughs) so frustrated by this Jackson exclaims and I quote by the eternal boys this is the witch (laughs) (laughs) I love it oh my god it's so good and and then apparently a disembodied female voice replied All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you tonight. (laughs) And then the wagon moved. (laughs) And then there was a second encounter. So that night, they pitched tents and listened to a man who was a self-proclaimed witch hunter. Oh, witch finder general. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And this man had with him a silver bullet. I thought those werewolves. Not witches, but... But I think a silver bullet would probably do it for a lot of other things. Not a ghost. What's a silver bullet going to do to a ghost? Offended, probably. I am offended. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to haunt a place where they're shooting silver bullets at me, you know? I'd get right on out of there. Andrew Jackson leaned in and whispered to one of his men, I bet this fellow was an errant coward. By the eternal, I do wish the thing would come. I want to see him run. So Andrew Mm. Jackson isn't buying this witch hunter story. So then he, I don't know, he like wants some drama, apparently. And suddenly the gathering heard light footfalls. And at the same time, the female voice from earlier announced, All right, General, I am at hand and ready for business. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get down to brass tacks here. (laughs) 
like the best ghost story I've ever heard. <laughs> so good. The voice then demanded the witch hunter shoot, but when he tried, his gun did not fire. The witch chimed in once more. How the devil did run and beg. I bet he won't come through here again with his old horse pistol to shoot me. The gathering then heard. I guess that's fun enough for tonight, General, and you can go to bed now. I will come tomorrow night and show you another rascal in this crowd. Whoa. It is said that after Andrew Jackson, Ghost Hunter was eager to stay, but his men were like over it. They were like, no thanks. And so they returned to Nashville. That story comes to us from (laughs) seeksghosts.blogspot.com. Bonafide fact. That's it. Sure shooting. That's a good story. That's a great story. Great presidential ghost story, if I do say so myself. I love it. Andrew Jackson encounters the Bell Witch. That is a uh, pulp comic right there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Love it. I have one. I would like to share a story. Um, This one (laughs) is about this is still from the washington post this i i got a lot of president ghost stories from the washington post and i was surprised i was expecting to get a lot of websites like the one you just mentioned but i got you know the white house historical association and the the washington post and so this story are you saying you have better sources than i do i have sources my sources report are you saying you doubt seeks (laughs) ghost.blogspot so this story revolves kind of around Dolly Madison, which was President James Madison's wife. It is, uh, if, <laughs> as the Washington Post says it, if the stories about her are to be believed. I'm like, get out of here, Washington Post. Just tell me the ghost story. Come on. <laughs> uh, it says it seems that she has an eternal pastime, and that's taking care of the garden. During the Woodrow Wilson administration, staff members reported seeing the ghost of her as they were about to move the Rose Garden. They apparently decided afterward to leave it where she wanted. So that's a that's a Dolly Madison said, "Don't touch, don't don't touch that garden, don't do it." And she's also connected. And now this is a pretty spooky story. She is connected with another Washington location, not the White House, but when the British burned down their home in the War of eighteen twelve, President James Madison and Dolly moved to the Octagon House on the corner of Eighteenth Street and New York Avenue, making it the temporary White House for a little bit. And this house. It's also a bit haunted. Unexplained occurrences have been linked to the deaths in this house of three women, including two daughters of the wealthy man who built the house. In both incidences, according to the newspaper accounts, the women had argued with their father about who they would marry and then fell from the same staircase. Mm. Quote, bells could be heard in the house when no one was there to ring them, reads a 1969 Washington Post article about the location. Quote, a specter of a girl in white could be seen slipping up the stairway. Terrifying screams and morbid groans could be heard emanating from the house. Some insisted that it was impossible to cross the hall at the foot of the stairwell on certain days without unconsciously going around some unseen obstacle on the floor. That, like, got me chills. I read that sentence a few times. Of, like, it was impossible for, if you're just walking through, for you 
not to just move around something, not even thinking about it because something is there. I just, all the ghost stories, that one, that just that sentence and that idea of like your unconscious looking out for you and going, hey, let's steer clear of that ghost real quick, you know? (laughs) Excuse me, there's a ghost right there. (laughs) We're going to take a hard left here real quick. (laughs) Ghost 10 o'clock. Love it. (laughs) Uh, um, And it also says newspapers once treated stories about ghosts with far less skepticism than they might today. A Washington Post article published in August 13th, 1907 describes the police department's effort to address the paranormal activity in Georgetown with the headline, quote, Spooks Baffle Police. Quote, Despite the vigilance of Captain Schneider and his officers of the 7th Precinct, they continue night after night their weird and ghost-like tricks. The author wrote, The police are unable to stop the shower of gravel and stones, which appear to be favorite means of manifestation of these materialistic ghosts, nor are they able to discover whence they came. That's, I love that. I want to get, I want to find that, that article. It's somewhere. It's got to be worth a lot of money. The headline (laughs) spooks baffle police. (laughs) I love that. What do you do? What year was that again? This was 1907. I I did come across something that kind of talked about how, especially, you know, on the heels of spiritualism, like mainstream media was a lot more apt to kind of take stories of the paranormal, specifically, like if they're tied to the government or they're tied to presidents or, you know, they're a lot more apt to take those to be like hard hitting news, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whereas in contemporary media, obviously, all of those stories are kind of told with a little like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like ghosts in the White House kind of a right, right. We've lost something. We need to get back to that. (laughs) We've lost something along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Better time with ghosts. Right. I agree. I, um, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I have, but I, I will say I'm going to do more research. And if anyone has information, please write in. I want to know about one Richard Nixon spiritual conferences with dead presidents. I need to know everything about that. So we need a detailed report on our desk by Monday. I would really like as, as many details as possible about that. I also must know about this odd demon cat that materializes prior to natural disasters. And also, which natural disasters has this cat foretold? I must know. So please, please tell me. Please give me that information. There's, there's got to be a political ghost expert in our in our large audience. There has to be. There's some, Or I could also, I guess, just buy this book, Haunted Presidents, Ghosts in the Lives of the Chief Executives. <laughs> Sounds like you're already going to. I probably am. And then we'll do a follow-up episode and I'll give you guys all the details. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. This is fun. I've spent a lot of evenings in my life just Googling ghost stories. All I did was all this research came about just Googling haunted presidents. (laughs) 100%. And the search engine was like, oh, yeah, we got a lot on that. And so, yeah, it was fun. My exact Google search, and I just I remember this because I took a picture of it, but also I like sat and I was like, why did I f- phrase it that way? My exact Google search was presidents who were haunted, <laughs> and I'm like, why the like haunted presidents, presidential hauntings? Like, no presidents who were haunted. <laughs> That's what all I want. Disregard 
any other topics. That's all I want. Maybe that's what we'll name this episode. Presidents who were haunted. Who were haunted. <laughs> well, this was fun. And thanks for uh, joining us for post-Halloween spooky times. Spooky fandom and enjoying spooky culture is a year-long thing. And so we're excited to keep going. Um, so if you stuck around and found us during the Halloween season, we hope you stay. Because it's, it's it continues to be fun all year. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Happy Harvest Horror Show at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up about anything at all, specifically information on those uh, that that very important information I need about Richard Nixon and the demon cat of the White House, but also anything, anything you want to talk to us about. We'd love to hear from you. Happy Harvest Horror Show at gmail.com. Yes, Find us yes, on yes. Instagram at Happy Harvest Horror Show. And we're just gonna, you know, keep Keep pumping out the content. Keep expanding. If you have any episode topic ideas, love to hear them. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. And we will catch all next time. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Bye.